Hi, and welcome to Crossing the Line Podcast. This is Natalie. Today's podcast is going to be um, about the Emergency Toolkit, Five Tools to Help You Deal with Narcissists. And this was taken from a YouTube channel that I've listened to for quite some time. And I'm going to kind of summarize a little bit, five tools, and actually these are ones that probably are the ones that you need to keep on a small piece of paper in your wallet if you are dealing with narcissistic people or personality disordered people that cause you consistent frustration and um, consistent harm in some way. So the first thing is, first and foremost, stop taking it personally. That's probably a really hard realization because we as normal, reasonable, rational people want to be able to learn from our mistakes learn from how we're being perceived by other individuals. But with these people, you need to stop taking it personally. They don't, it's true that they are cruel, abusive, spiteful, manipulative, but it's also true that they don't actually want to destroy you because they don't even see you as a person. They're just simply taking the feelings that they feel for themselves and and they're projecting them onto you. And so it's literally all about them. You're not even on the radar for them, no matter how it feels. And you're getting basically caught in the crossfire of a battle that they literally are fighting with themselves. This is a person who's drowning in self-hatred and shame for who they are, and it has nothing to do with you. And that's been very hard for me because I am the type of person where if I think that I'm hurting somebody's feelings or being perceived as a, as a mean or negative person that I do truly take it personally. And we need to stop taking it personally with these people because it's a battle they're fighting with themselves. And you literally are just a pawn on their little chessboard that they are trying to play and you're not mirroring the behaviors they want you to mirror. And so in effect, you actually end up um, being the, the scapegoat for all of their emotions. The second thing is, is to stop reacting. Narcissistic people abuse others because they are miserable, disordered people. Their emotions overwhelm them and they don't know what to do about that and so they need a release. And so what happens is, is they project. Other people are used like punching bags. Another reason they abuse is because of self-hatred they feel is so strong that they can't handle it. They need to pretend it's coming from somebody else so they can deny it or defend against it. They need to be able to say, I don't hate me, you hate me. I didn't do anything wrong, you did something wrong. The person they're trying to do it to happens to be you, unfortunately, if you're the target. But they want to upset you so that you fight them with them back or deny what they're saying about you. This is the only way they can get to try to force you to take ownership of and responsibility for their feelings. If you don't get upset, if you don't get angry, and if you refuse to react emotionally at all, and if you don't seem to care, in other words, they can't do that, which causes them a huge amount of stress and discomfort. It results in the phenomenon of them shrieking that you don't care about them because you refuse to let them abuse and blame you. And they feel that way because you're forcing them to deal with and confront their own feelings about themselves, which is scary and painful for them. But it's their problem. Their emotions are their problem and their responsibility. Your emotions are your problem and your responsibility. This is hard, too, to stop reacting because this is truly what my ex-husband does with me. He will send me correspondence and he will ask me something and I will respond very, like, non-emotionally. I will say, please refer to the pairing plan you know, section this, blah, 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 blah. And so then they say, well, you're not giving me a simple and direct answer to my question, when indeed I truly am giving them a simple and direct answer to their question. And so then they get mad and then they get upset 
And so then what do you want to do? You want to react. They want the lengthy email from you. They want you explaining everything so that way they can come back and try and blame you and abuse you again to make themselves feel better because they have self-hatred and they have self-loathing behaviors. And so that's probably been my biggest thing. They will do lots of things like they will threaten. Um, they will they will say, well, I'm going to do it anyways. Or they will say, you know, the, even if it means violating a court order, you know, anything to get a reaction out of you is what they want. And they don't really care. They really don't care. They're having a bad day. They have self-hatred and self-loathing behaviors. And so they have to be able to start a fight with somebody so that way they can, you know, deny and blame and project to other people. It's a, it's a crazy, crazy phenomenon. But once you, once you see it in action and once you can predict it, it's um, actually, it almost gets to the point where it's kind of comical. But the third thing is, is to stop explaining. So stop reacting and stop explaining. I've heard the, the, what do you call them? Like, it's like, a, it's not really a mnemonic, but jade. So justify, argue, defend, or explain. You should do neither of those things with narcissistic and personality disordered people because they generally misinterpret, misunderstand, and misperceive things. It results in them accusing people of things a person did not do, did not say, or does not feel. Obviously, the example with the email of, all I asked for was a simple and direct answer, which is what he got. Some of this is just spite and lying or gaslighting, but some of them just said they really do believe you feel that way. They believe feelings are facts. They believe their feelings are actual facts that are not subject to interpretation. In fact, they interpret reality to match their feelings. I feel this way, therefore it is so. Because of that power of their emotions, they cannot be swayed even by tangible proof. And I talked about that a couple podcasts ago where you could literally say to the person that orange is orange and they're like, no, it's not, it's purple. And they will argue with you and they will go into circular arguments over nothing, bring up old grievances, rehash old things just to try and convince you that the orange is orange. Their feelings would not lie to them. And so because their feelings wouldn't lie to them, therefore you're lying to them. There's no use arguing with them. It's completely illogical and totally unreasonable. Stop explaining your side. Stop defending yourself against the things that didn't happen. Simply respond they're entitled to their opinions and move on, which keeps them from derailing the conversation and stops the arguments. I can tell you from personal experience, when I have responded in that way, it stops the conversation. I get no more of a back and forth. I get no more of anything because they can't argue with that. You're going to argue that I told you that you're entitled to your opinion? That's crazy. I mean, they would look crazy just doing that anyways. They aren't listening to your explanations anyways. They don't want to believe you. It's very important that, to them that their feelings be correct in these situations. The fourth thing is stop expecting the narcissist to be like everybody else. This is hard too because we, we as normal, rational, reasonable people feel like we can try and change these people. Oh, if they could just see my side of the story. Oh, if I could just explain what happened. Oh, if I could try and defend if I could just explain to them that they really truly are showing narcissistic tendencies, that's the worst thing that you can do to these people to sit there and tell them that they have a personality disorder. They don't want to hear it. And actually they will go into what's known as a narcissistic rage, which I've seen as well. <clears throat> you just cannot communicate with this person on any level because they don't get it. They don't get it. You can describe a beautiful rainbow to a blind man all day, but if he can't see it, he can't see it. It's the same thing here. You can sit there and explain and explain and explain. They don't care. The way you're experiencing things and describing them mean nothing to them because they have no frame of reference and no experience to understand it with. Your experience is not their experience. Your understanding is not their understanding. 
you know, you're essentially describing something that they can't see and have been blind to all of their lives. And so they don't know, they don't understand. The fifth most important thing is, is to hold on to your boundaries. And even though these people are not like everybody else, it doesn't mean that they get a pass for abuse or disrespect. They truly understand right from wrong and they know what the consequences are. You have to hold on to your boundaries and you have to enforce them when they're crossed. So when you enforce boundaries, you need to make sure that what you say you're going to do is what you're going to do. You know, you can't say, if you don't do this, I'm going to contact my attorney or my attorney's going to contact your attorney because in essence, attorneys cost money. Are you really truly going to contact your attorney? It better be for something really egregious and that you're willing to pay an attorney fee for in addition to paying for the attorney fee that comes along with your attorney contacting them and their attorney going back and forth. And so you need to make sure that whatever sort of boundary, what consequence to a boundary that you have, that you truly do it. So that's really, really, really important. We teach people how to treat us. And if we're being disrespected, then this is what needs to happen. Um, If we allow disrespect, abuse, or other harmful things to happen, then this is what will happen. Boundaries are important, but they are not about changing their behavior. They're about changing yours and refusing to put up with abuse any longer. They may not change their behavior, but you won't be putting up with it either way if you stick to your boundaries. Obviously, if this narcissistic person escalates to the point of violence or you're afraid, you leave the situation and or call the police. And I truly, truly validate for that as well. No contact is the best and most permanent solution to the endless drama and abuse. But in the event that it is not feasible, if you do these things, you will find that you don't get upset, you don't get stressed out, and you don't get trapped into hours-long arguments. And sometimes I have to listen to my own advice because, especially when it comes to kids, you feel the need to justify, argue, defend, and explain. And it just gets into circuitous arguments with no resolution. But that's what they want. They want the consistent conflict. They look for it. They want the reaction from you. So, as always, listen to my disclaimer. And I will um, continue on in the next podcast. Thanks.